When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic eliminates fear, you know. So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen. Because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. Um, I've got a uh, bullet point list today um, of reasons you aren't getting stronger. So it started out with 10, and at first I had trouble thinking up 10 reasons. And now I've got 14. So we'll go over that here in a minute. Uh, But the first thing I want to go over is uh, something that's just kind of been bouncing around in my head uh, and I just want to say this first Uh, and it's something that I I think a lot you know and I try to understand things Um, so you know the other day uh, I was thinking about you know people that are victims um, or they think they're victims. Yep. And I really can't decide if people don't believe in themselves or if they're just unwilling to do the work. So what I mean by that is <clears throat> you're only a victim if you say you're a victim. Yeah. Like I truly believe that anybody, especially in the United States of America, can achieve anything they want if they're willing to do the work. And what's funny about that is I haven't always believed that. Yeah. When I was growing up, I thought doctors, lawyers, um, there was a, I don't know if we were talking about professional athletes earlier. Um, I thought they were special people and they were different from me. Right, right. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that that's not the case. It's just people that are, you know, and some people may have it easier than others. Um but you can be anything you want to be so long as you're willing to put in the work. And I guess, you know, I guess I feel sorry for people that don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like I said, I didn't always understand that, but you know, and, and I've said this before on this podcast, that's, that's the biggest thing that weight training has done for me when I started it 20 years ago was it, it made me believe in myself. And I realized through weight training that I can achieve anything I want to, you know, with hard work. Um, and I just, I, you know, I think a, a large portion of the population does not believe that. I think they believe they're destined, you know, their destiny's already set. And that's just what it is. You can't, you can't alter it or affect it. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And I think a lot of it is, you know, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording today, but I feel like there's always been people that had negative programming done to them as early kids. You know, you're worthless. You'll never amount to anything. You're just like your father. You're just like your mother. You're, you know, and, and that's, that's a, that's a God awful way to be raised. And I think that happens more than we know. And I think you combine that with the fact that, victimhood is celebrated today more than it ever has been as far as there's a lot of people saying it's okay 
it's not your fault that you know that you're not willing and and it sounds bad like what Jamie said was absolutely right. There are people that are born on, on third base and act like they hit a triple, right? There are people that, that are born into things yep. and it might be easier for them. That's fine. But that doesn't affect you if you don't let it affect you. So what I mean by that is there's just as many people out there. It's if you look at the amount of, uh, I don't, did we talk about this? I can't remember if we did or not, but like the amount of billionaires or it's like that are self-made. It's like 85%. It's high, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, or million, it's millionaires. Or I think it's millionaires, not billionaires. But, but either way, I think that it's the the difference between now and twenty years ago is there. I think there was always people that were that were beat down mentally at home, and they were raised in unfortunate circumstances. And I think that's the biggest problem that plagues. You know, when you get people that are born into poverty, um, it, you get a lot of people that are they've they've just got a, a, an awful mindset and it's the mindset that's been passed down generation to generation. And I think the problem is there are people that are profiting off keeping people in that mindset right oh, now. Absolutely. And so when you combine those things and you combine the fact that, that there are celebrities playing the victim now, people that are worth millions and millions of dollars that are, that are leading this victimhood pilgrimage, you know, it's a real mess. So I think you've got, it's a combination of people that don't believe in themselves. And then what was the second part? They either don't believe in themselves or they didn't want to do the work, right? Yeah, they didn't want to do the work. And if you don't believe in yourself, then you're not going to do the work. Yeah. Like yeah, there's do, no point in doing it if you don't believe yeah, that you can achieve like, anything. Hey, look, if I, I can study for eight hours and get a C plus or I can not study at all and get a C plus. I'm yeah. not going to study at all, right? Yeah. And so it, it's, a, it's but it, go, it goes back to that mindset thing and it's, Everything starts there, man. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's like you got to and and that's what's so great about, you know, with weight training in particular. And it's kind of true with anything, but you've got to have that one thing for you as weight training, getting started and making that decision and committing to it and saying, hey, this works. And then you find out. I mean, for me, I can go back and say, you know, the toughest decision I ever to make had to make in my life was stepping out of a a god awful relationship, but I learned so much from that that every hard decision after that became easier. Yeah, and it absolutely. became easier to make. And I think that's something that you gain with, you know, if you're paying attention, you gain that with life. The older you get, things become like you learn how to prioritize things. You learn how what things to take seriously and what not to. But I just I feel like if everybody would get was was raised with the the message that you can be anything that you put your mind to. Now you might not be uh, the point guard for the Lakers, but you could be the coach. You know, if you don't have the physical, like when you're looking, when you get up to that 1%, you know, when I moved down to Nashville, it's like, look, I could, I have made it as a, as a singer. Well, no, I don't think I would have been the, the singer guy, but I definitely could. If I would have stayed in that town, I could have made it in that industry. Right. Yep. And and that's the thing. If you put the time in and the work in and anything, it's like, yeah, you might not be a world-class bodybuilder, but maybe you'll be a world-class bodybuilding coach. Sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. there's, or, or find something like in the, in the industry, in the field that is, that you love and that you're passionate about. If you're willing to do the work, man, you're going to fall. You're, you're going to end up where you're going to be, end up in a place that you're a thousand times happier than if you take a road that you look at as safe and easier. You know, I yeah. believe. Then if you settle. A hundred percent. Yeah. So today uh, what we're going to cover is 
like I said, originally it was 10, now it's 14. So 14 reasons why you aren't getting stronger. Um, <clears throat> so last week we had, uh, we maxed here at the gym. So we found, you know, we found most people's single rep max in the main lifts, squat, deadlift, and, and bench. Um, and we had some people that stayed the same, you know, and, and I was looking at that and, and um, you know, questioning if it was our programming that we need to work on or if it was some of these 14 reasons that we listed here. So um, <clears throat> like anything, I think this could, you could, you could say 14 reasons why you're not uh, becoming more successful at, at anything. Right. So um, all of these things, I think this is very uh, universal. Um, so number one is you are inconsistent. So just like anything, um, if you don't conti- uh, consistently work at it, then your success is, is pretty much going to mirror um, your consistency. So with lifting weights, uh, you know, if you miss four weeks of a 16-week program, then you miss 25%. Um, quite honestly, I would expect to be weaker when I retested. Right. You know, and that's going to depend on the person. Uh, if you have somebody more advanced, then they're definitely going to be weaker. If you have, um, you know, somebody who's a beginner, they'll probably, they can still get stronger despite themselves. Um, so number one is <clears throat> that you're not getting stronger as you're inconsistent. But like I said, uh, to me, these are just rules for life. So if you're not getting better at whatever it is you're trying to get better at, um, check your consistency. Number two is you're using too much or not enough weight. So um, what's funny is we'll run into both of these. I'll have people that they want to start their cycle way too high and then they run out of, you know, they'll get to a point where they can't go up in weight anymore. um, And it pretty much messes up the entire 16-week or 18-week cycle. Yeah. Or 12-week, whatever it is we're doing. Um, So, I mean, you got to kind of leave your ego at the door there. Yeah. you know, and and something with that, I'll I'm probably gonna say something um, later that I have on the list. But you know, nobody wants to do the stuff that they suck at, and that's how you get better when it comes to strength training. And something you know, something that'll come up with that as far as you know in business and life is you know you have your strengths and your weaknesses. And, you know, there's differing thoughts on that. Improve your strengths, have somebody else handle your weaknesses, which I do believe on, do believe in. Uh, but when it comes to strength training, you know, if, if you're trying to improve your squat, for example, I'll, I'll give you my personal story. I used to be horrible at squatting with a safety bar. And if, if anybody knows doesn't know what a safety bar is... Um, it's, it has a, a camber in it, which basically is a bend, um, and it puts the weight out in front of you. So it, it challenges your torso, so the muscles, you know, your abs, your obliques, your back. It challenges that a lot more than a straight bar will. Um, and that's where, where I sucked. Right. So that was what I needed to work on, and improving that improved my squat dramatically. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things, like, find the stuff that you suck at and that's what you need to improve and generally that will improve everything. Um, but yeah, number two, using too much yeah. or not enough weight. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you before you go on to the next one, um, 
you'd mentioned like at, it'll throw off your whole cycle if it's 12 weeks, 16 weeks or whatever. Well, explain that cycle a little bit. What, what do you mean? Is that like, so is that, are you saying like, so every 12 weeks you'd max out and see where you are? Um, or, or what, what we what do does that mean? generally is we max out about every uh, 18 weeks or so. So okay. Okay. we'll start at 60% and uh, from 60% up to 80%, we're doing higher reps generally. So we're working on hypertrophy, which is muscle growth. So we're trying to build muscle uh-huh. um, and then 80 to 95, 97%, we are uh, doing lower reps, trying to work on strength. And then what we'll do um, is week 17, we'll deload, and then week 18, we'll max. Um, You know, and it's, uh, the, the whole thing is to, you know, make people better. So everybody's goal when they come in is to look better. Um so if, if we can get them to build some muscle, that's going to improve their physique and they're going to look better. They're going to raise the rest of metabolism. Um, you know, they're going to get leaner. Um, so a big part of getting leaner and raising your metabolism is lifting weights. You know, and what a lot of people fall into is the trap of they come in and they do the same thing over and over again. They never change their weights. They never change their reps. So this is basically a way that we can force. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> force. Uh, variation or whatever in in what they're doing. So they're not constantly doing the same stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. So we do a lot of the same exercises because I'm not going to teach you a new exercise if you haven't learned the first one I taught you. Um, but what we do is we we manipulate variation through manipula- manipulating your, your weight and your reps. And, yeah. you know, we'll go from 60% up to 97. Um, and the biggest thing that people get out of that, they're getting the exposure to weight training, which is going to, positively affect uh, body composition and build muscle. But the big thing that we do when we're getting stronger with our clients, the big thing we do from 60% to 97% is we're improving technique. Yeah. You know, if I can improve somebody's technique, that's 99% of what I do is improve people's technique. When I do that, they automatically get stronger. Okay. You know, so that's basically what I do weeks one through 16 is I'm working on technique. And the thing is, is at the end of 16 weeks or, you know, 18 weeks when they max, if I take them from 100 pounds to 120, now their 60% of week one is 72 pounds versus 60 pounds. Gotcha. You know, yeah. and then if you do that for five years, yeah, and you can see the effect that's going to ultimately yeah, the incre- have. Incremental growth. You know, the problem have. is with exercise is people look at it on the micro, you yeah. know, they don't look at it on the macro. Like look at a five-year picture of this. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe you do 18 weeks and your body doesn't change that much. But, I mean, I've been lifting for 20 years and, you know, I've kind of gotten used to, you know, how my body is. Right. But I sure as hell didn't look this way 20 years ago when I started. Yeah. You know, it's a slow uh, progression. Right. You know, it's like anything else. You're not the 12-week, 18-week, even one year, that's not where it's at. It's something you do the rest of your life and, and you subject yourself to resistance training and your body will change. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> so the other one and number two is not enough weight. I see this all the time. Um, people will just make up weights. And really that's why I started doing the linear periodization and putting percentages on the on the workouts because I would go out front and people are using the same weight week after week after week. Right. And the thing is, is your body's going to adapt to that weight in the beginning and then never adapting it until you change the weight or the reps or you have to change that stimulus somehow. So when we give percentages, 
you either are just not going to adhere to the program or you're going to be forced to change your weights. Right. So hopefully you're compliant and you change your weights. But something I often see is people don't use enough weight. They, you know, oftentimes people will tie a certain belief to a number, 100 pounds or whatever it is. I can't lift that much. That's just a number. Your right. body has no idea <laughs> right. how much it weighs. It right. knows resistance. You right. can pick it up or you can't. Yeah. You know, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. People need to believe in themselves. Um, you know, I mean, why can't you lift 200 pounds? Yeah. You know, there's there's no good reason. Okay, say you try it and you fail and it's too heavy. Okay, now I believe you. Yeah. But until you've actually tried it and failed, and obviously I wouldn't just throw 200 pounds on somebody's back. Right. But I'm going to try and work them up. So sure. I challenge them and their form starts breaking down. And then I'm going to start them back over again. And we're going to work back up to that and see if we can improve. And now maybe we can handle that weight without the form breaking down. Right. But it's all about that progression in five years. Um, you know, 10 years, 20 years, whatever. <clears throat> so that's number two. Um, number three, I see this one a lot. Uh, not eating right or not eating enough. Um, again, there's a lot of inconsistency there. There's seven days in a week. And a lot of times I'll get people, they eat good three or four days a week. Um, and a lot of times what this is, is, you know, two or three days a week, they're not eating enough. So, you know, then it causes this yo-yo effect in their strength and it's just a mess. You know, yeah. I've had, I had a client in the past, she would eat bad on Monday, so then she wouldn't eat on Tuesday. So then she would come in on Wednesday and she was weak as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what's going on? And then I figured that out. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, just get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you get off track. Yeah. Like, don't starve yourself the next day. That makes no sense, which I think that's more common than not. Uh, the other thing with, with not eating right is we'll have people, they drink Friday through Sunday. Yeah. You know, um, if you drink two times a week, over a 16-week period, that means you have had alcohol 32 days. Like, surely you understand that's going to negatively affect your strength levels, you know? Um, so, I mean, that's another big part of it. Uh, number four, poor sleeping habits. Uh, I think we've covered this a lot on the podcast, but sleep is so important um, for recovery, uh, fat loss, all this stuff. And these are just all things that you have to factor into uh, getting stronger. So if you look back on the last 18 weeks and you haven't gotten stronger, you need to be able to answer all these questions. Did I sleep enough every night? No? All right. Well, then I have to factor that in there. And this is something I do with myself. Like most nights during the week, I work so much that I get about six to seven hours of sleep a night. Ideal for me is probably like eight to 10. That rarely happens. Um, so I factor that in. Like I will do less work sometimes in my workouts because I know I can't recover from them because everything else isn't optimal. Right. You know, so just understand that. Number five is poor technique. Um, you know, I don't know a nice way to say this necessarily, but we get a lot of people um, will work on their technique and they almost will look at us like they don't even care. Um, and a lot is probably not the right word. We get we have some people who will do that. And uh, I just cannot express enough how important your technique is. Number one, so you don't get hurt. Um, but number two, technique is the biggest switch you can flip to increase your strength. It's just all about leverage. You know, um, what I tell people all the time 
if you have a forklift and you pick something up and you know the forks on the end of the, the forklift, if, yeah. if you pick something up and you don't have the forks all the way under the pallet, yeah. say you only put them halfway under the pallet. You're in trouble. Yeah. What's going to happen? It's going to tip over. It's going to tip over. Right. Um, even if it didn't tip over, say you did pick it up. Yeah, you're still going to have... You're putting a ton of stress on yeah, that forklift. You're going to have a lot of issues with your... Versus if you get all the way under it. Yeah. You know, and then when you do that, when you get under it, you're just going to jam it <laughs> and raise it up as high as you can, as fast as you can. You're going to pick it up slow. Right. Right? It's going to be... That's the same thing when you're lifting weights. Like, the way you go about picking something up is extremely important. So if you want to get stronger, not to mention the fact, I think this all the time with myself, the better I get at my technique, the more stress I'm going to put in muscle tissue and the less stress I'm going to put in my joints, in my back. Wow. You know, and those sort of things. So so that's there's two benefits to that. Number one, I'm not going to get hurt. Number two, if I can stress my muscles more with the same amount of work I'm currently doing just by doing it more properly then I'm going to get more growth out of that. Yeah. So I'm going to get more out of my time spent. Yeah. So technique being number five. Number six, being afraid of the weight. Um, I mean, I somewhat understand this, but I also don't. Um, it's like anything. You can't be afraid of... You can't be afraid of failure, really, is what it is in anything in life. But uh, I'll get a lot of people that are afraid of weight and... Really, with myself, Alex, or Skyler, um, if we're there spotting you, then you really have nothing to be afraid of. And if one of us don't does not think it's it's safe for us to spot you alone, we will go get another person. So, um, if you're afraid of the weight, you either need to get new spotters, yeah, or you need to work on the mental aspect of that. And I do a lot of things with my clients to try and build their confidence with weights. You know, I'll try to get right in their ear. I'll try to be calm with them um, and talk them through it as they're lifting it. Uh, but that's a very important thing too is you have to be mentally strong. Yeah. <clears throat> Number seven, lack of intensity or focus. Uh, there was something I was listening to recently. It may have been Dan, Dan Pena, I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, um, he was talking about um, to be successful in anything, you have to have intense focus, I think is what he used or something along those lines. Um, <clears throat> and that kind of goes to last week's or the last podcast we did where I talked about the music. Yeah. I like country music. I do not listen to country music when I'm lifting weights. Right. If, if I did, I'd just be screwing off. You, like well, I you don't like to, it's, it's weird when you drink beer and lift weights at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, there has to be a certain amount of intensity and focus. You know, I know, I know the weight I'm going to do at my next workout on Monday when my workout's on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. I know it every week. I can tell you what I'm going to do on, you know, um, I'm going to bench 225 on, uh, I just started over on my cycle there. So I'm going to bench 225 on, uh, on Friday with the fat bar on Saturday. I'm going to do overhead press with 180 on, uh, Sunday. I'm going to deadlift 415. Um, and next Wednesday, I just squatted yesterday. Next Wednesday, I'll be squatting 315. I know all these things. I know what reps I'm going to be doing. Um, you know, and I kind of have a plan for, 
for everything I'm doing, you know, and, and I don't expect my clients to understand this stuff the, the same as I do. Um, but you have to have interest in it to be thinking about it. And then you have to have, you know, that focus and that intensity, you know, um, you know, I'm at, when, when my weights get real heavy, which they're not very heavy right now, but when they get real heavy, I'll start thinking about my deadlift a week beforehand and thinking about how it's going to feel, you know, and going through stuff in my head. I'm visualizing, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, you know, I turn the music up loud. I listen to heavy metal, uh, you know, and there's a certain environment that I want when I'm lifting. So there's a lot of intensity that's required, um, you know, as number seven to get stronger. Number eight, um, it kind of goes along with the same thing. Are you being aggressive enough? This is something I tell clients all the time. You know, so what I mentioned earlier with periodization and going from 60% to 97%, um, you know, from 60% to 80% or so, you really need to focus on your technique and, you know, be going through your steps. And that's the 60% of your max weight. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to be going. You know, when you're lifting, you need to be going through the steps, you know, for your technique. Yeah. You know, and what'll happen is I'll get people that are really analytical and they will overthink shit when they get heavy. And that what I'll tell them at that point is I'm like, I'm like the going through the steps and all this bullshit, like that's done. Right. At this point, you either know the technique or you don't. And I want you to attack the weight. Right. Stop thinking about shit. You know, and obviously I still want them to go through their cues. Right, 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 right. But there comes a point where you just have to attack the weight. That's what you're training yourself, that lower weight, to get that muscle memory to where it feels right. Yes. So when you do it right, it feels right versus when you do it. And I'm, and this is again, this is applicable across, you know, multiple. And when I I look at that, I I think about golf, especially. Like if you have a shitty ass golf swing, you can get decent at it if you play it enough with it because you can figure it out, but you'll never be great. You'd be better off to break your swing down, have a professional teach you, get you back on track and you'll suck for a while, but then your, your ceiling is higher, you know? Yes. And it's the same type of thing where I feel like a lot. And I think with, with strength training, you know, Jamie, you're so, this is your life and you live and breathe it. And so it's one of those things where, you know, there is a difference between like, you'll never understand what it's like to not, to not be you, (laughs) but if you can, you, you letting somebody else know, like, man, you know, this, because when they get to the point where they're doing this and they're six months in or whatever, and they're maxing or they're at at a higher percentage of their weight, they do know it, but they don't, maybe they don't have that belief in themselves. Like, dude, you know, this shit now just get after it. Now just do it. Just do what what you've been. This is what you've been practicing for. You've been training for. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's number eight. You're not being aggressive enough. Um, number nine is you spend too much time doing stupid shit instead of focusing on the big things. Um, and again, I think you could uh, you could say that with life too. We focus too much on, <clears throat> on stupid stuff versus the things that we really care about. Um, you know, for me, that's my goals. So if I'm going out drinking on the weekend, that's going to extend the um, the time at which it takes me to reach my goals. So that's, I, I mean, to me, I, I got seven days a week and I've always been of the belief, you know, whether it's true or not, that 
I'm going to have to work harder than other people to be successful. So for me, if I can work 12 hours a day, then I get an extra four hours on people. If I can work six days, then, you know, what's that add up to be? 12, you know, so that, then we're at 32 hours. I get a week. Yeah. In a year, that's 1,500 more hours. Right. You know, um, <clears throat> just if you just start thinking along those lines, and you don't have to be, you know, to that extent. Um, but if you just, you know, look at all the things you do on a daily basis, whether it's a strength training or a relationship or whatever the hell it is, is it getting you closer to your goals or farther away from your goals? You know, and I think you can answer that question and and go from there. But uh, yeah, number nine, you spend too much time doing stupid shit. So, you know, we'll get people, they come in and they won't spend enough time on the big lifts and then they're maxing out on press downs. You know, I can't get them to go heavier on their squats, which is basically using every muscle in their body. Right. But then they're they're constantly trying to go heavier on cable press downs for their triceps. Yeah. It's like this weight can stay the same. And you know, what's funny about that is, I know I just said squats, but if you're benching, which is the day that you'd be doing press downs, if you're doing, if you're benching, and today you bench 90 pounds, and then you go do... Say you do 100 pounds on your press downs. Those things aren't, those weights aren't the same. So that 100 pounds on the press down is a lot easier than, than 90 on the bench. So you did 90 on your bench, you did 100 on your press downs. Say you did, say they did the same reps, you know, on your bench from one week to the next and the same reps on your press down. So say you did three sets of five on your bench, three sets of 10 on your press downs. And then next week you do 95 pounds on your bench press and then on your press downs, you, you do 100 again like you did last week for three sets of 10. Were your press downs the same or different than last week? Uh, I would say they're the same. No? So you're doing the same work, but you've done more work up to that point. So you're actually doing them in a more exhausted state. So you're benefiting more from them they're going to be more difficult is what yeah. I'm going to say. I don't know that you're necessarily going to benefit more from them. Okay. But if you look at, if you look at volume, so, you right. know, volume is, is weight times reps. So we said 90 pounds, um, and you did three sets of 15 week one. Mm-hmm. So what is that? That's 1,350 pounds volume, I think. Right. Okay. I'll, um, I'll say yes. I don't know how to math go. So what I say? 90 times 15. So that's yeah. 1,350. So you did 1,350 pounds of volume. Then you went and did your press downs. That's not important. All right. The next week, you're going to do 95 pounds. So you're going to add 75 to that number. So now you're at 1,425 pounds of volume. Yeah. So you've done more work. Right, right, right. So it's perfectly fine for your press down to stay the same weight. Okay, okay. You know, what I'll get is we'll get people and they stay at 90 and then they try to increase their press down. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe we need to do a better job of explaining that. Yeah. But all your accessory stuff, which is the things you do after your main lifts... A lot of those weights can stay the same. I mean, hopefully they go up. But if they stay the same and your compound weights are going up and your volume's going up on your compound weights, you're doing more work. Yeah. You know, so they sh- they're they going to be more difficult whether you realize it or not. Um, You know, and the other thing that's on that uh, number nine, doing stupid shit, cardio. So you guys all know I hate cardio. Um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with cardio necessarily. Um but when you're doing this uh, extended steady state cardio for long periods of time, that will uh, eat into muscle tissue. 
both gaining it and maintaining it. So um, cardio is definitely classified under stupid shit. <laughs> Number 10 is you avoid the work, the hard shit. So I guess I kind of said this earlier. I didn't realize this was on here. Um, with what I said, you need to do the stuff you suck at. Uh, and it's kind of what we, we said in our in the leading statement. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I get that all the time. And, you know, and, and I, I tell people this all the time. I am naturally lazy by nature. And quite honestly, I think we all are. Yeah. However... If you talk to most people that know me, they're like, you are not lazy. Um, and a lot of times, like I just told you, I'll work, I work, you know, 70, 80 hours a week. I do that so one day I can be lazy. Right. You know, um, so generally when I have a task, I pick out the hardest fucking thing there is in the task and I do that first um, because I want to get to the end and put my feet up. Right. You know, um, and the, and you know, my thing is when it comes to working out, this is a little different, but when it comes to working out, if you avoid the hard shit, you're going to spend 16 weeks and you may not get fucking stronger. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed. You know, I'm going to feel like I just wasted 16 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you can either avoid the work and be happy today or, you can do the work and be unhappy today, but in 16 weeks, you'll be happy with your progress. Yeah, and I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll piggyback on that with the the idea that, you know, we were talking about this earlier too, and I do audio and video stuff and, and web development and all this stuff, and there's so much stuff that I, I know a lot, but there's so many things that I have to learn, and this kind of goes along with it. When I'm, when I'm, I enjoy what I do so much that I enjoy learning, but... I also know I've got to have energy left when I'm doing something new because in order to get to power through, I have to embrace the suck and I'm going to suck when I first start doing this and I have to have enough energy to be like, you know what? If I can do this shit now and suck at it, I'll suck less at it tomorrow and I'll suck even less at it the next day. (laughs) And I feel like that's another thing that's kind of applicable, but it goes, that's, it's hard. It's easier when you're good at something. It's a lot easier to go out and just, you know, to do it. Like, But when you have to sit there and say, okay, this is something new, then it's the same. I would imagine it's the same way with strength training. It's like, all right, well, look, I've always done steady state cardio. I'm going to start lifting weights. Well, guess what? They're just, just you just got to start doing this shit. Now you're going to be uncomfortable for a while. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> number 11, uh, lack of planning, not following the plan. Uh, we say this all the time. They don't trust the process. So I tell people all the time, you have to trust the process. Um, you know, I say, I've, I've probably said this on here before, but anytime that I seek advice from somebody, I will trust them blindly until I'm given a reason not to. So I will trust somebody blindly, um, and do every single thing they tell me to do because I want to be able to know at the end of the process, whether it was me or the plan. And if I didn't follow to a T, then I can't honestly say the plan didn't work. And that's that's uh, bit me in the ass more than once um, in my life. But uh, I still to this day would not do any differently. Um, So, you know, with what we do, we write a plan for our clients. um, And then, you know, it's up to them to come in and, and execute that plan every week. Uh, and again, if you're not following those percentages, 
then that's going to mess up the plan or the reps or whatever. Uh, number 12, you half-ass your warm-ups and your accessories. So um, the other thing we'll, we'll see is, you know, we generally on uh, on squat and deadlift day, we warm up with strap abs and glute hams. Those things are extremely important for more reasons than your warm-up. Um, strap abs are extremely beneficial for your back health, and glute hams are extremely beneficial for teaching you how to fire your glutes and your hamstrings, which are also very important to keep your back healthy, keep your knees healthy. Um, The number one problem people have with injuries when it comes to lifting weights is everyone is anterior, so front side of their body, dominant. So we're all very good at using our biceps, our chest, and our quads. You know, what we do with our clients is we try to teach them how to use the muscles in their torso, their abs, their obliques. We teach them how to use their glutes and their hamstrings and their lats. And, you know, lats being your back. And most people are terrible at these things when they come in. And that's one of the biggest things we try to do and one of the biggest things we do with our clients is we teach them how to use the backside of their body. And when you start using the backside of your body, you all of a sudden feel better in your shoulders, your back, your knees, because now you're moving properly. Um, So a big part of the warm-ups is to teach people how to move properly and get those muscles, you know, to wake those muscles up and get them warm and get you you firing properly. Uh, I've... I skipped over upper body with that. Our upper body warm-ups are uh, strap rows and push-ups uh, generally. And again, we're teaching people to use their lats when they do that um, and not use this, their shoulders and pecs to, to press. Yeah. Um, number 12, um, your global stress beyond your training. So this is more for my advanced clients. Uh, the stronger you get... Um, the harder it is to, to get better, just like anything. So the better you get at anything, um, you know, the more switches you flip to improve your performance, um, the harder it is to maintain that level of performance, let alone increase it. So <clears throat> number 13, global stress, you know, that, that comes in to, you know, work, kids, um, anything you're doing outside of the gym that is causing you physical or mental stress, you know, because a big thing when you're lifting weights, especially when you're getting towards the heavier weights, it's really stressing your central nervous system, which is basically the electrical system of your body. Um, And if your central nervous system is fried from working out or stress or both, you're not going to be as strong. Um, This is why week 17 of of our 18-week programs, we deload. So we we de-stress our clients for a week and then they're fresh, and then the following week will max out. Um, and the more advanced people become, you know, the more that we will vary that and play with it. Um, because generally, just one week of deloading isn't uh, ideal for somebody who's more advanced. Um, but anyway, global stress is, you know, kind of looking at everything you got going on with work, kids, activity outside of the gym. Um, activity in the gym, what you're doing currently, what, you know, percentages you're training with, how much sleep you're getting, how your nutrition is, all those things. Um, so, um, 
you know, a big thing on that is, you know, I have a client come in and I expect them to be strong one day and they're not. I want to have an answer for why they're not stronger. Right. You know, so if they haven't been sleeping, that can be an answer. Um, you know, if they drove all weekend, that can be an answer. Um, they've been studying for boards. If they've been studying for boards, <laughs> that can be an answer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it can be a number of different things. You know, if somebody's going through a divorce, um, all those things can can play into that, and you have to. You know, that's why it's so important to get to know clients and and understand what's going on. Uh, you know, because you need to be able to tie a reason to to success and failure. Um, number 14 is realistic expectations. Um, so, you know, a lot of times, you know, and this, this falls on both sides of people that, that, um, that sell themselves short. And then I'll have people that, you know, just expect to get stronger week after week after week. Uh, and that's usually something that happens as somebody progresses um, from beginner to intermediate or intermediate to advanced um, in their in their strength levels. Uh, you know, when you first start, you I mean, you're going to get stronger with poor technique and just showing up at the gym. Right. As you perfect anything, you know, like I just said with with the last point, um, it becomes harder and harder to become better. And then you get to a point where it becomes harder and harder just to maintain your current level. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, a big part of that is educating yourself on these things and understanding, you know, that you're pushing the limits and understanding, you know, I'm not going to gain 50 pounds in my deadlift like I did my first year of training or, or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that's that's the fourteenth one. Just having realistic expectations, and like I said, I think all these reasons, um, quite honestly, you can tie to to just life in general. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff is very universal. I mean, it's just. But that's one of the things I like about what what you guys, you know, what you do here is, and I feel like it's such a great way to start. I mean, for lack of a better term, getting your life together. You know Absolutely. what I mean? It's it because there are definite there is there are metrics that, that are, you know, that are, they're scientific that there's, it's a, it's not easy, but it's like, look, a plus B equals C. There's no question. And, and if you do this and you follow this, then this is going to happen, you know? And, and if you can in, introduce that discipline to your life in one area, then you're going to, and you start once you figure that out and you figure out how to apply that to other areas of your life, then I think you will, you'll, you'll succeed as much as as much as you uh you know execute and, and strategize and optimize your shit you know yeah yeah um i was telling a client this morning that uh to me weight training is you know one of the best things somebody can do for personal development because it teaches you discipline uh it teaches you hard work uh it teaches you mental toughness um you know all things that we kind of talked talked about at the very beginning of this podcast uh as far as you know, some of the basic requirements to be successful. Uh, you know, a lot of it is that number one is, uh, is being consistent and showing up every day. Yep. You know, at some point, um, you're going to start having successes and, uh, you know, you may not, um, as you said, you may not be the point guard. Um, so you, you may not, you know, you may not reach your ultimate goal, but if you work your ass off, 
you know, for decades, you're going to end up a lot better than most people, a lot more successful. For sure. For sure. Um, hope I didn't go too long today, guys. Uh, hope you got something out of these, uh, 14 reasons why you're not getting stronger or getting better at anything in general. Uh, thanks for listening and, uh, have a good day. Yeah, we appreciate it. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Check out the website at plunkettfitness.com or follow us on Instagram at Plunkett underscore fitness. And you can also find our Facebook is Plunkett Fitness as well. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review. For more info, visit our website, plunkettfitness.com.